0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You are now tuned in to the mother uh-uh, greatest.
2: All right, all right, all
3: right. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Let's Chat. Hey, T. Hey, Lisa girl, how you doing? You know I am rearing to go. The ladies of Let's Chat are back. Yes, we are back. We had a little break, but we are back, ready to get it cracking. So excited. We have a hot topic. We got some hot guests. We got new music. We got a new intro. Shout-out to Boss One for giving us our new intro. We have some new music. Shout-out to Birdstock Records for always hooking us up. Shout-out to Blue Molly for always hooking us up so excited. So let's just jump on in. I am Alicia. This is my girl, Miss T. And you know, hey, we hey, have hey! everything literature. We celebrate literature and arts the royal way on oh, Let's Chat. Oh my goodness. Yes. So we've been on break. We got a great guest tonight. Our first guest will be Omar Tyree and then we'll have Aaron Bebo. You gonna going to both kick in the door and talk that talk about literature with us. And tonight we're talking about which way do I go? Distribu- distributor or wholesaler. You know, a lot of people, you know, they don't know the different um there are different channels for distribution uh-huh. and some people right. don't know which one to take. And I do promotion and I come across you know, different, different, um, clients. And Uh I've come across different, um, authors and you have some authors that have their books everywhere, but they Uh have nobody to go get them. And then you have the people that have, um, a little bit of fan base locally, um, Uh but nowhere outside of, um, Amazon and Barnes and Noble for people to go and get their books. And then you have some people that have a moderate amount of fan base and they're still only in a small amount of um, space. Like they have their own little space where you find their books. And so, Uh They have the ability to expand beyond that that little square space that they put themselves in, but they haven't, you know. So mm-hmm. there's so many different forms of distribution, and you just have to know which works better for you. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's to go to a distributor, um, Taylor, Baker and Taylor, or um, you know something of that nature, and let them distribute the books for you. But if you do that, you gotta have the value. You know, uh-huh. you, you gotta have the value for them to do that. Um, or you can do direct vendors, which is like a wholesaler. You know, you're you're directly vending to different um, places. And right. you know, I've kind of seen an increase in bookstores. Have you seen independent bookstores? I've seen an increase in them. Um, and maybe like the last year or so where more and more people are opening up
0: bookstores.
3: Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. I have noticed that because it was really concerning that stretch of time where bookstores were closing. And any average reader does not want to see a bookstore close. So it is really really great to see them reopening. You know, bookstores, um, I kind of like them – kind of, you know, compare them to libraries. You know, I love going to libraries because when you go into a library, you can go anywhere in the world. You can even people watch and, like, wonder what they're reading. But a bookstore just gives it that just a little bit more ambiance. You know, it's just you can just go in there and relax. So bookstores and libraries, those are key to, to avid readers. And I've always been in both growing up reading. So it's great to see them coming back. Everything that we lose somehow comes back. So that's a great thing. But on top of that, Leisha, you know, this is our first show back. And Leisha and I, we've been busy during our hiatus. So we have some great things down the pipe for you guys. And um, I just want to give a shout out to everybody that voted for us. Leisha and I got our first nomination. But let's so that was so exciting. We were in great company, Lee. Yeah, you know the company we were in? <laughs> yes, I did. And shout out to Keisha um, Fraser now. Uh, but shout out to Keisha Frazier because it, I was really going on. I didn't even know I was going on there to vote for to nominate and vote for Imani. Make sure y'all uh-huh. grab that simple us by the way. Get out there, grab that us Um, by Imani Hilton. But um, I'm just, and so I was just going down the list, and I'm like, let's check. I was like, oh, my goodness. It was just like, wow, because folks had to nominate y'all. You know, like, folks had to really say, y'all got it, yeah. So I, I felt mm-hmm. some kind of way like, wow, you know, I know we do make a difference in in in, um, in what we do. Um, because we get mm-hmm. inboxes and we get emails, but to the extent of being like a, enough to be nominated for uh, any kind of award is just possible. Awesome. So we thank you guys so much. Yes, that was so exciting. And um, even though we didn't win, it was a step above that Leisha and I did not expect, you know, but, you know, it, it's always the next time. So thanks again for me and Alicia. We so appreciate all the love and support that you guys give the ladies of Left Chat. Thank you once again. Absolutely. And congratulations to Ella Curry because I believe she won. If you guys haven't listened to her blog talk show, make sure you all head over um, and you can search it on blog talk. Um, but mm-hmm. she's been doing this for so long. So it's just really, really awesome to be able to be just in the category with her because uh, she's mm-hmm. doing her thing and she's been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. So thanks again, and we have a great show lined up tonight. We have two awesome guests tonight. You know, Mr. Omar Tyree, he always shakes things up, whether he's in a chat room or the clubhouse. And you know, he can he can sometimes go 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 his way, and you got to keep up with Mr. O- Omar Tyree in order to you know yes. so you get in there and dialogue with him because he when he comes he comes deep. Do you hear what I'm saying? And we actually got to see Were him over the summer. summer? Twice, absolutely twice. Well, you know, I call him the hardest working man in the literature. Yes, if he is. ever want to just, you know, I always talk to Pete. You know, I always talk to different people. There, I just love to be able to have not just mentors, but there are just people in the industry that I can just like really inbox or pick up the phone and actually call, you know, and say, what about this, that, and the other? And it's just awesome. Uh-huh. But if you just watch them move, um, and he is one of those people, just to yes. watch him move, how he moves uh-huh. his books, he gets a new book out, he's on the move. He ain't playing no games. You see him everywhere. Um, And it's just awesome. but. If you are an author, if you are a new author, you're thinking about touring, watch how these other authors move, the ones that, that do tour, whether it's Omar Tyree, whether it's Victoria Christopher Murray and we're trying to pay Billingsley, whether it's Tamika Newhouse, uh, whether it's Mimi Capri, watch how these authors move when they're on tour. And if they are in your city or any author is in your city, go to their book signing and just watch uh-huh. Just watch and absorb uh-huh. and see how they do what they do, you know, and how they move around, how they interact with the readers. And if there is really no readers there and it's really an uh, opportunity to just network, see how they network with other people in the building, you know, because uh-huh. sometimes you might go to a book um, a book fair or a book signing, there's not too many people there. However, it is a great opportunity to network with other people. So you got to watch them move. I always Mm -hmm. say that, watch them move. Before you move, watch somebody else move, and then you'll be able to see what you like, what you don't like, what will work for you, what wouldn't work for you. Right. And he's always professional, at least. You know, he he always comes, he he takes his his, uh, profession Seriously, you know, and whether it be Mm -hmm. books, he always has that avenue into music as well. So he's very knowledgeable that way. He's just a a fountain of knowledge. So anytime you come into contact with a person like that, you know, you just, like we just said, just sit back, watch, and absorb. Just be a sponge, hoping that whatever knowledge he has can just drip off onto you, and you just soak it up because you will not be disappointed, and and I mean that because he he seriously shakes things up whether it's in the chat room or the clubhouse. He always comes with his knowledge Absolutely. and he share and he shares it freely. So you know, take advantage of those opportunities. And I've seen him uh, three or four times this summer. And the one thing uh, that he does outside of books, he has um, his movie, Fly Girl. Is getting ready, is being turned into a movie. Um, but uh-huh. he's also into spoken word. And we have a little uh, sample of some of his um, spoken word. Um, I don't even want him to say music, but he's just trying to, you know how people try to, when you are in a certain genre, you got to do what you got to do kind of to get things moving. And right. I, that's one thing I, I love about him is that he. Uh-huh. He goes every direction, you know what I'm saying, to get what he he needs to get taken care of, which is, like, the best thing. So to just kind of give an example of how somebody moves, how a seasoned author moves in this industry, I would say definitely he would be the one to watch. And you can always head over to omartiree.com. You can Google him. Everything is on his website, his books. His, his own publishing company um, His book tours, his bio Everything is on there So make sure you guys check out his website We're going to take a brief break And then we will be back Okay Oh, I almost forgot Shout out to Kimber Nicole Team Furnace in the building We're going to play some Kimber <laughs> Nicole But her uh, her new single She just uh, her single is out and her video is done. So it's just really about to go down. So excited for her. She was on our show. Make sure you check out our archives. We have some great guests um on our show. Awesome, awesome singer. So we're gonna play a little bit of Kimber Nicole. We're gonna play um we're gonna play Her "Necessary in my feelings. I love you back.
0: never cry out And you're always on my mind, like all the time. Oh, you just make me wanna act out. Cause you got so much pressure, every action. Yes, every move that you make on me. And when you're kissing all my body, touching all my body, for you got me going crazy. Up and I lit it, how you got me all in my, got me all in my feelings, I don't even know what the deal is, but you better know that I'm tripping, only shit your heads will be tipping, trying to creep up all on my, n- cause they recognize me the realest, they recognize me the illest, so my God.
1: the mother and uh-uh, greatest
2: all right all right all right
3: yeah yes we are back we are back welcome to let's Chef. for those who are just tuning in I'm Miss Leisha. I'm here with my right hand, the fabulous Miss Tommy. We're we'll talking that talk today with two fabulous authors and publishers, Omar Kyrie and Erin Bebo. We'll be talking that talk about which way do I go, distributor versus wholesaler? Oh my goodness! So that was um, Kimber Nicole. Uh, got me all in my feelings. Make sure you guys head over to iTunes and check her out. Her new album just dropped. This is her first album. Check our archives. We interviewed her maybe um, last month, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so yeah. make sure y'all check go. out that archive of that interview. Yes, she has a fabulous, fabulous voice. That's Team Furnace, pro- producer, uh, EP Pope. He's awesome too. Check out his interview um, that he was on. Let's chat last month as well, or the month before. Uh-huh. But. We have awesome interviews. We got the man of the the hour, Mr. Omar Tyree. I call him the hardest working man in literature. Hey, how are you? Hey, Omar. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> yes, we got you. How you doing?
4: I'm good. You guys can hear me.
3: Yes, we can. Yeah, yeah we can hear
4: you. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure. Yeah.
3: Well,
4: you know, so you we got to hear everything I got to say. The, you got to call me the hardest working guy in literature, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I call you the hardest working man in literature. I saw you about, what, four or five times this summer. You always got a book in your hand, and you always taking a picture with a, a reader. You you push you some books. So, yes, you are the hardest working man in literature. I don't think I see people, too many people pump a book like you pump a book.
4: <laughs> well, I'm about to be the, the hardest working man in the music industry in a minute. I'm All about two right inches from being anywhere I need to be in. And then once I'm in there, boy, I'm going to be writing for everybody. Oh. Absolutely.
3: Well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, your your venture into music.
4: Well, you know, I, I grew up at the gambling huff years in Philadelphia in the 70s. But a lot of people keep asking me, like, what do you know about music? I'm black. What the heck do you do? And black people grow up with music everywhere. Like, what black people you know that don't listen to music? You know, so uh, I used to write a lot of music and poetry in the 90s. Jill Scott was a part of our poetry group in Philadelphia in the 90s. But I never had to do it for a living because I had my books already. So I would always, you know, dabble in the music, leave it alone. Dabble in the music, leave it alone. But now in the book industry, man, it's like without film, it's hard to sell books now competing against them cell phones and social media. And so music, when they go on cell phone, they still listen to music. They can still hear it. they got earphones, stores now, special stores. And as much as people say music is, is down now, it's not selling as much, and they got more music on the Internet than you can shake a fist at now. So I'm like, no, nah, mm-hmm. you just got to have pop
5: music that people want.
4: And then that's mm-hmm. the way we can get your message back out there. And you guys have a radio station right now where people are listening to stuff and listening to music. You know, they're not listening to books. You know, they might have a few audio books here and there, but that audio book business is not as strong as the music business. You know, so it's one of those things where you want to impact your people. Use your writing skills and music to do so. So that's what that's going to be. It's hard getting in because it's hard getting in touch with the right people. But once you get in there and they start popping your name around, then, you you know, you can go ahead and write your own ticket. So it's just a little mm-hmm. process. Once I get in, y'all know I can write and y'all know I work hard. And I ain't got no ego about not wanting to work with people. I'm gonna work with everybody.
3: <laughs> I know <Yeah>. that's right.
4: <laughs> yeah. They've got too many egos. I don't wanna work with someone so oh I heard so and so out the little catty stuff. Like, well are, y- are y'all kidding me. Get this money, man, make music for your people, make messages, why are y'all bickering over little small stuff? But that's what a whole lot of them folks are doing. I don't like that camp. I don't like this camp. I don't like. Stop it. You sound like Ralphie Smurf or something. Yeah, cut it out. You know? So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. Yeah, I'm going to come in with a, a fresh perspective and work with everybody. But I got to get in there first. So that's Absolutely. what I'm going through right now, getting
3: in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now tell us about your new release, All Access.
4: All Access was based on the whole you know, reality show world where we are willing to give up all that personal and private information about who we are, bring cameras into our families, and when they do that, they don't care about your regular life. They don't care about the positive stuff you're doing. They're waiting for you to do something ridiculous so they can talk about it and blow you up on it and, you know, just crazy stuff. And so it's like dirty laundry. And so we're giving people an all-access pass to our dirty laundry just so we can become more famous or have more followers and all that kind of stuff. And, sure, they pay you a little bit of money to do that, but they're paying you money to make, make a fool out of yourself and your community. And so I wanted to write a book about that whole world and base it in Atlanta because Atlanta is filled with them kind of shows and folks that want to be famous for whatever, you know. So I wanted to write about that because now it's like privacy is going out the window. Now people giving up everything. I'm like, wait a minute, man, don't you have some private dignity, some personal dignity where you don't want to put out all that stuff of who you are and what you're doing? You know, but that's where all access is—a great thriller where a woman gets into a whole lot of nonsense because people are prying into her business, and she doesn't even put it out there. But once they pry into your business, it's like you got to depend. On.
3: Wow! Now you said something. This—this this is Tony Omar, and once again, thanks for joining me, Alicia. But you said something that's really key. You know, airing dirty laundry. Do you feel that the quote-unquote airing of the dirty laundry was the demise of? You know our genre, our you know overall people that write and read our our genre. Do you think that that was the beginning of the demise of? I I feel it. The industry well,
4: they've, is been not as they've been doing that They've been doing that forever. I remember when I was a, a college student, and mm-hmm. one of the presidents I forget who was the president at that time. I think it was George Bush or somebody. I, I can't remember, but somebody mm-hmm. came to Philadelphia. And they were interviewing people, and when they interview people, it seems like they, they get the worst people on TV. If you're an intellectual uh-huh. and whatnot, they pass you by. They get the craziest people, and you sitting there watching that, like, why did they pick that girl to talk about whatever? She does they like, why did they pick her? And so they've been doing that for years, knowing that you're going to get more ratings out of craziness than you're going to get out of sanity. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it, it's uh-huh. not like it's an overnight process, but now we got more of our people doing it more of our people making money off of it, so that becomes the formula now. And we all know what the formula is. You know they're going to air your dirty laundry. You know they're waiting for you to fight and cut somebody out and do something stupid, and that's when they're mm-hmm. going to And so it's not mm-hmm. like a recent thing. They've been doing that forever, and now they've got more ways to do it to us, and we're making money off of it so we don't mind that they're doing it to us. And then we'll turn mm-hmm. around and say, yeah, I'm making money. At least I'm making money. So it's like the, you know, the whole throwback into the slave movies where we like, look, I can perform a slave in a movie or I can be a real slave in real life, you know. So now Mm -hmm. people are like, well, Mm -hmm. I can act a fool and get paid for it, you know, because I'm going to act a fool sometimes anyway. So they they get rationalized that this is my real life. I act a fool sometimes. Let me get paid doing it. So it's one of those situations where, you know, you do it, and so you go ahead and make money off of it, and you rationalize it. But I wouldn't say that's the beginning of the demise. It's just like Mm -hmm.
1: you,
0: you see it
4: more now because you got more mediums to see it with
3: hmm that's true. hmm that's true. And I agree. Sometimes I look at the people that they put on TV and, like, they couldn't find a smarter person, a little more literate person, you know, because, like you said, they, no, they, they bypass the them.
4: Yeah, they're not going to drive the ratings. <laughs> right. got to understand where the ratings are. Let me tell you something. I was watching. My little son is uh, 17, my youngest. And he was telling me which rappers mm-hmm. are coming up and all that kind of stuff, right? So he takes me mm-hmm. to this this platform where they got what they call Freshman Rappers, which your new up-and-coming rappers. Let me tell y'all something. I'm looking at the outfits of these people, and it looks like some kind of Halloween show that they look weird. I'm so, what the heck? <laughs> and so you can tell that part of that outfits and dress code is a way to get more attention. So now when ain't mm-hmm. about the rap skills, it's about how you look and what colors you got in your hair. And it's just, so it's like, wow, now i got to be a showpiece. Not just rapping, but a showpiece because they're going to put me on the internet and they're going to take pictures of me and all that. So I got to give people more of something to talk about. And I'm like, wow, look at this.
3: Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, TV and the big screen, how is the progress going with um, your movie with Fly Betty coming to the big screen?
4: Well, they're working on it. I mean, Fly Girl. I had a, yeah, I had a long conversation last night with one of the producers, and they're working on it, but, you know, it's like, until they get all the stuff in order the way they want it, it's just going to be a slow process, man. So it's torturous, but, you know, they've been doing movies for a long time, so we just got to get all the pieces right and then move the thing forward.
3: Mm, absolutely. And you know what I didn't know? You have seven screenplays? Seventeen
4: screen. What's it? Plays?
3: No,
4: screenplays. Your screenplays. Screen so you said 17? Did I hear
3: that right? I said you have you have seven completed screenplays. Oh, well, what well, made
4: well, you start well, writing you know, writing the screenplay? Well, you know, when you go to Hollywood, I'm a writer. So you, you're trying to create these ideas and get them ready for film. So if I want out there, so I got some new ideas that are not books yet, let me go ahead and write them as screenplays and try to get them out there. So, you know, I wrote a few, and then mm-hmm. I wrote a few more, and then I wrote a few more. But Hollywood is a hard game getting the money to, to finance some things. You know, so I wrote them, but you got to get them financed for it to go somewhere. But, yeah, I got a lot of free time, and I'm a writer, so I, I wrote a couple screenplays, you know, and and nothing's happened with them yet, but you write them because you were optimistic about making something happen. hmm
3: mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I, I, don't if, Absolutely. I, I don't know if I am seven.
4: I, I'm thinking I got more like five. Maybe, maybe you added like uh, stage plays with it. I got two stage... Actually, I got three stage plays.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at you. And you don't think we should call you the hardest working man in literature?
4: <laughs> but that's, that's not literature. you so over that's, there that's, doing that's, it. That's writing, period. That's writing, period. Because I think... Uh, that's Eric Jerome Dickey has more books than I do. And then I think uh, Walter Mosley has more books than I do. You know, so the brothers are working mm-hmm. hard, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely, gonna,
4: absolutely. This is
3: funny. I want to I ask you something about what you spoke of at the top of the show, po- uh, your interest in poetry in the 90s. Now, growing up in Philadelphia, what was your first love, poetry, reading, or music? I mean, where, what were you more passionate about?
4: Well, let me tell you something. When you're a kid, like let's say two, three, four years old,
3: mm-hmm. are you listening to poetry? No, no, you're not. <laughs> yes,
4: yeah, so I mean, like I mean, you're gonna <laughs> listen to music. That's what it's, So I mean, that's like you know, I'm black. i We have music. My mother's drive me to school. She listens to music. She come home to get me you know, from school. We listen to music. Before we to bed, fair, we listen to music. When the news come on, they play it with music. And it's uh, all day long, Then we do a party, you're going to play music. You go to the playground, a DJ set up with music. The only time you're going to hear poetry is if you had a poetry contest or some type of poetry setting. You have to mm-hmm. go there. You don't have to go there for music. You jump in a car, you walk down the street. We used to have box in the 80s where they just play music all over the street.
3: But well, then, never yeah, get you feel that right. But do you feel the music and poetry kind of
4: go hand in hand? Well, if you look at music and say music is poetry to a beat, then you can make that argument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: I yes. you can make that it argument. It is. Yeah.
4: But outside of that, talking about pure pure poetry. Nah, it you know, it's, it's two different mediums. It, that music stuff you got to break the poetry up to fit the beat, or else you're gonna be off beat. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, in a sense, it's it's com You know what I mean? It's lyrics.
0: That's why I call lyrics. Because
4: okay. you you know you got to move when that that one beat comes down. You got to keep it moving. And that's why when you do poetry to certain beats, you're picking beats that you don't have to move with. You you can, you can relax on. that's right. so it's certain type of beats that become mm-hmm. poetry beats versus music beats. You know.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Now tell but, us yeah, a music, little bit about. music. Music life
4: is school. always number one. Music is always number one for black people. Huh? Oh, that's
3: true. Tell us about your um your track you have, Life whatever. Um, what what made you put that together?
4: The music. Yeah, I hear on a track and that music is nice and catchy and floating and I felt like wow, this this cool, oh, this and so exactly what I said, man, it's of like wrong post music. You know what I mean? Real easy, calm, <laughs> cool that's a man. This sounds like you're just cruising at the park with a girl in the car. And so I wrote the lyrics that way. You know, make you feel like whatever. We're going to do whatever, you know. So I write exactly what the music tells me. And that music is catchy, it's lightweight, it's, it's bubbly. And I wanted to write lyrics that reflected that.
3: Absolutely. We have that.
4: As soon as it comes on, it gives you that well, bubbly feeling. You know what I mean? It's light, it's just you feel good, uh-huh. you know. So I wanted to create lyrics that That's feel right. good with it.
3: That's right, that's right. We're gonna take a brief break and we're gonna play some of that, like, whatever, by Omar Tyree. Okay. And we will be right back in a few minutes.
6: I love the feel of this one. It sounds like wrong folks' music. It's way too smooth to abuse it. I'm glad I found this one to choose I let the crew lift me to approve it. It sounds like a lazy afternoon, dude. I order pepper steaks, Jamaican food. Hit the boulevard to go and pick it up. Got a new shorty trying to hit me up. And I'm still that squirrel trying to get a word. So I hit it back to set some up. And she said that she ain't really doing nothing And I know that I ain't really doing nothing So I'm like, let's do nothing together And it could be like whatever It's really like whatever We just cruise like whatever Top down like whatever Drink B.C. bar like whatever Me and you like whatever With nothing to do like whatever It's really like whatever Main line. Whatever. It's life. The queen stepped out the crib to die for. I try to play it off with my eyes for. With her hair and nails, let me get that door. She's just the kind of woman I've been looking for. Now she ride with me with the top down. We listen to the same music on now. I tell her I love the dress you rockin', and I know it's a hundred guys that's clockin'. You ain't thinking about spending time with them. You riding around with me, the old Jay, with nothing to do and nowhere to be. Yeah, cause you weren't really doing nothing. And I wasn't really doing nothing. Now we both doing nothing together. And it's really like whatever. You know, like whatever. We just cruise like Top down like Drink BC Bond like to do like, whatever, it's really like, whatever, I mean like, whatever, it's like, She smelling real good with the wind blowing, got to split up a dress with her thighs showing, make her brother think about some other things, got me leaning back like a young king. She look over and ask what I'm smiling about. I tell her she might be one to turn me out. She started laughing and called me crazy. But she a bad lady. I ain't that crazy. This girl got a look that's criminal. And I'm wide awake. Nothing subliminal. Shorty knows she got a hook in me. Anytime you spend his time doing nothing. Like a break at the job when you lunching Now we riding around doing nothing together. And it's all gravy like whatever. Just chilling like whatever. We just cruise like whatever. Top down like whatever. Drink B C bar like whatever. Me and you like whatever. With nothing to do like
0: whatever.
6: It's really like whatever. I mean like whatever. It's like.
1: are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest
3: We are back. We are back. Yes, thanks for joining us. This is Tony and I right here with my right hand, my one and only Mr. Leisha. We have a phenomenal show going on. Here on left chat with our fabulous guest, Mr. Omar Tyree. Yep. Mr. Omar Tyree, that was pretty nice. I like that.
4: Yep. And that's just one of the smooth cases. Really? You know, but the music if the music changes, I'm gonna change. And that's one of the things that with a lot of these young kids you hear, they sound the same way on every song, no matter what the music's doing. Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. And then they all use that auto-tune thing so their voices sound funny, you know? And then it sounds like they're trying to sound Mm -hmm. nasal like Lil Wayne. Or they sound like they're trying to drag out all their words like Future. Doing a sing-song stuff like Drake, you know? So it's like them three dudes that everybody's fascinated by, but they sound the same way on every single song. Right. Now, now if you hear other stuff on my album coming out, I got an album coming out called uh, Check the Time every song I'm gonna sound different because the music is different so I write differently to it. Mhm. Mm. Yeah.
3: Oh, I like that. I I like that. I was really I was inboxing box, in each other. I I I like that leash. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Yes, mm-hmm. Let me find out she's trying to get you a Grammy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it
4: may not come on that one. That's a lightweight song, but I got some heavyweight stuff that but, see, that's the thing. I'm not just going to be doing it for me. I write songs for other people. But when you first get started, a lot of them are like, what you know about music? You know you know what I mean? So I got to prove it for a minute. And then once I'm able to
0: prove it, Absolutely. I'm going to get a whole
4: lot of people. Yeah, a whole lot of people going to say, all right, you can write for me. And then I'll be good. Because mm-hmm. you know I'm going to write. I'm going to be the hardest working man in the music business. I'm telling you now.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we already know that you can do that. But this is Tony, Omar, and uh, you, you, you have dabbled in so many areas in literature as well as the arts. What has been your biggest obstacle that has stood in your way to achieve the success that you have thus far?
4: Publicity is always the case, trying to get notice for what you're doing. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. always hard, especially if you're a same person. So if I'm not getting in trouble, if I'm not dating certain people, if I'm not getting arrested, you know what I mean? You just can't get the publicity. You know, so mm-hmm. all your publicity is mm-hmm. this hard work, and you can't get that extra stuff. And even when I tried to pay publicity artists, a lot of times the bigger people with the campaigns, they don't want to deal with you because they look at books and say, well, that ain't sexy enough. And so I was turned mm-hmm. down by people right. that I wanted to pay for campaigns because book writing wasn't sexy enough. You know, So that's always been the mm-hmm. biggest obstacle. How many people can I impress or impact because of the lack of publicity that we get as being intellectuals who are not making fools of themselves on the regular.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this is Lisa. I got a question. Um, if we were sitting here a year from now uh, celebrating what a great year it's been for you and your career, what would those achievements be um, for you?
4: Well, we definitely, that music thing got to happen. So now we, we're looking at about, let me see. About ten, top ten songs. And then uh, the Fly Girl movie is coming next summer. How about that? And then uh, I done paid out of all my debt. How about that? And I done bought my kids some houses already and then helped out a whole lot of nieces and nephews and got them houses. You know, so that'll be an achievement for me, like getting all my people into property. And that's what I'm going to pre- preach for the rest of my life. We got to own more property. The heck with them cars the heck with the jewelry, the heck with all them clothes, put some money in some property because we're in year 2016 and we still can't get our hands on no money because we don't have any property that has equity in it. And so I'm going to be preaching that to the day mm-hmm. I die now. Mhm. All
3: right. Now, well, if you giving out That's like so that, Daddy, I, I, Daddy, if you've given out like that, I, 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 I can use a new <laughs> set of keys, you know, just give it a key <laughs> to any kind of property you, <laughs> you want to hand out. <laughs> If you had an I yeah, probably so like that but you know the TV you said do. the same thing he this he, did, he mm. said the same thing he in the interview i I listened to um last year, he was saying that we need to be known for what we do and not be known for necessarily what we buy, and that's true. you don't have right. any equity you don't you have an apartment, but you don't own the building. you know you yeah. do have a house, you may not necessarily own the land. You know, and yeah. so it's important
4: to be able to have that. Yep. I'm working on a book right now called 351 Acres. And, and one of my uh, agents was like, oh, my, why would this book be important to anybody? I said, look, dude, everybody needs to get their hands on some acres that they can sell, you know what I mean, so they can get their hands on some money when they need it. You know, so I said, uh-huh. why is this uh-huh. important? I know I'm talking about one family. we need to figure out how we all can get our our hands on some property and own it, you know. So, again, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, man, this is a needed vehicle for everybody, not just one family. But in in the book I'm writing, I'm going to show how the family got that many acres, how they lost some of it, regained it, and all that. We can understand that process, you know. Mm -hmm. We all need to understand that wealth and, and, and property process. We all need to
3: understand that. Absolutely. You know, Omar, we have a topic on our show tonight, and uh, you are like one of the key people that that really plays a a role in this. Our topic tonight is which way do I go, distributor versus versus wholesaler? How how would you, which way would you go?
4: Distributors. You know, when you say wholesalers, Wholesalers, what does that mean? uh, Let me me understand the difference between, you know, the two, the wholesalers versus distributors. What's your idea of the difference? Mm -hmm. I'm asking you. the difference between those two words?
3: What would you say the difference is? Well, should I go with, like, I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, because I don't use that word wholesalers. I don't know. What is that?
3: Well, I think the wholesalers are more direct, spending. You're you're working, you're kind of cutting out the middleman, and you're going directly to, uh, there's still a chance, there's still channels of distribution. It's just different forms. One's got a middleman and one doesn't, you know. So I think what T, you know, T was asking was because you move volumes, but by you being an independent publisher, and which way would you go? Would you still go with um, the distributor way? Uh, or would you go more direct sales?
4: Okay, when you say direct sales, you talking about like online or something? What do you mean
3: by that? No, direct sales when you go when you are directly communicating with the the store, the bookstore, well, I, and I, the different I'm stores, opposed both. to I'm distributors. I'm all, I'm all. They are oh, you gonna do both? Okay.
4: Let, let let me let me tell you. We when I you? first printed when I first printed my books, I printed a thousand. Okay down. If you can't sell that many books by yourself, you got to move them things. I tell people all the time, move the product. So the faster I move that product, I can make new orders. That means more people have them. If I'm going to every event trying to sell each individual, that would take me forever. I ain't nowhere in the world I'm going to be wholesaling. Yeah, I can sell as many books as I can on my own, but at the end of the day, I want that distributor to move those books faster than me. I used to sell Two and 300 books at a time to distributors. I can't sell that many books to, to, you know, to a book event. I might sell 50 books at an event, but that got to be a good event. But I can sell 200 mm-hmm. books at a time to a distributor. So, yeah, if you're trying to sell books and make money, you got to move the product. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you, well,
0: know,
4: I makes I well, you know what I think, I think when you guys are asking that question, I think you got a difference now between what they call vanity press and self-publishing. Vanity Press, when you print up 50 books to 100 books, that, that ain't that, dude, I was moving thousands at a time. I'm not thinking about moving hundred uh, uh, 50 books. In. That You ain't really in business. So people doing wholesale, like I got 50 books coming. Whoop-dee-doo, you got 50 books. I got a whole warehouse that got 3,000 in it. You ain't doing no real business with no 50 books. And so that's the difference now from when I first started. We were printing by the thousands and moving books by the thousands. So you're not going to do that without distributors. Uh, Did that answer the question?
7: Absolutely. Yeah, so yes, indeed. you answered it all in. the way they around. Got,
4: <laughs> yeah, they got 100 people coming out. Oh, I got 50 books coming. What the heck, man? Are you trying to be in business or not? That's like, you know, you you, you selling T-shirts and you got five T-shirts on the table. Like, Are you really? Like, Come on. You want to sell five T-shirts in a half minute? You got to have a gross 144 T-shirts or more if you're trying to really make money. So yeah, when you try trying to run yourself,
3: books, you got to print. You print about a thousand, and you move them, and you got to have distributors so they can help you move them faster. Mm-hmm. But you know right. something, Omar. This is but this you is funny. Okay, so I here. think I, I'm, I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm just going to jump into with in here with Mr. Omar Tyree. But I think nowadays with the new authors that are in the industry, sometimes they focus more on ebooks as opposed to that paperback hustle. You know, I've seen authors that go out there and use that paperback. Paperback hustle, such as Nini Capri and Aaron Bebo, and such as yourself. So that mentality, with that hustle, with that distributor, is totally different from the new authors today that can sit back and just download a book onto Amazon or whatever. So you look at when we ask that question, we're looking at it that way as as, as opposed to what's happening today. And I think that's pretty much where Meisha is coming from, if I'm not mistaken. So Absolutely, we didn't have and no I think that a lot of times no they depend on oh, – I'm sorry, Mr. Tarvey, go ahead.
4: Yeah, we didn't have no downloading books in the 90s. <laughs> you, you had to exactly. buy the book.
3: Right, so exactly. Had, so I you had that paper book life. That was that yeah, paper so book life. So you know how to blend ain't it, no down down it Yeah,
4: there ain't no downloading. Absolutely. you got to buy a but book.
3: <laughs> But the newer authors now, they have, they don't have that, you know, paperback life experience. Everything is a little bit simpler. And I think that, and I don't need no inboxes on this, but I'm about to say, I think that they depend on Amazon too much. Amazon is mm-hmm. just another avenue to be able to deliver and and a place to sell your product. It's not the end-all, be-all of the book industry. I'm sorry. But, you see, I also have started to see a lot of authors that, um, they they have their books everywhere, but they don't have nobody to go get them. And then you have those authors that have the the fan base, but they don't have their books nowhere. And it's like they don't have um. They don't have – they're missing something, like something, somebody or something as an example to be able to watch. That's why I always say you got to watch people that are more seasoned, how they move around. You don't see them just saying, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. No, you want to be number one on Amazon? No, you want to be number one on New York Times bestseller list, not Amazon. That's not the end all, be all. That's just another – Avenue, but you should have your books on your website where you can force people to come to you. It's nice to have it on Amazon, but shoot, they take 35 to 70% of your cut. You want to be able to keep your money and make that yours. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah. Well, you know, it's the new world that y'all are living in. That's why they call it vanity. People just want to see their books out. They're not necessarily business people. That's the difference. Uh You know, when when I I got into the game, I was trying to make mm-hmm. a living out of it. You know what I mean? It wasn't a hobby thing. It wasn't a cute thing. I was trying to, this, I got to make my living. I got to pay the rent with this. You know, I got to take care of my kids and family with this. So it's total different.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's why we asked that question because there are so many people in this industry that may not be business minded the way you yourself is. So, you know, they're back there one clicking and downloading their books. But growing up, we saw authors pulling books out of their trunks. So that mentality is totally different from what the young authors are now, and sometimes even the old authors have gotten into that new author mentality where they don't get up and go out mm-hmm. and make that hustle, That's make that right. book. You know, so Absolutely. so it's all across the board.
4: Well, let me tell you something else. That or they break out. That... Or they
3: break out with that. They break out with that Google me. I can't stand
0: yeah, it. Stop
4: telling people to Google thing. you.
3: The whole purpose of being an author is to interact with folks.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing is that the distributors that we used to have, they're no longer here. And the bookstores, that a lot of bookstores that's are closed right. up. So now it's like Amazon is the one that's the bully now. They're, they're the big dog now. So the Amazon couldn't be the big dog when we had, you know, a bookstore on every second block. You know what I mean? And then you had a bookstore you can walk. Mm-hmm. But now it's like the bookstores are gone. The distributors are gone. Now we're dealing with all this Internet stuff. And so that's why Amazon is a new monster now, because people do so much on that phone. I'm on my phone right now, you know, where 10 years ago, we didn't have no that. Not 10 years ago, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. We had paid. We, I would have to go to uh, what's it called? The, uh, the cell phone on the street or what they call them? Uh, the street PayPal. phones, for 25 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to go mm-hmm. home. I could go right. out at an event. So these, the new mobility of everything we're doing it makes it easier for them to deal with the whole Internet, Amazon thing versus us being at book events mm-hmm. and selling books to book people. That's right. Now.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. right. We went to the a a n b c Awards, and it had to be, what, like 20 authors um, there to to listen to channels of other authors. See, what was funny, and not one of them had their own book. And I was like, now you're an author. Yes, you come in here to listen to Omar Tyree talk. You come in here to listen to Victoria Christopher Murray talk. You're you here to, to listen to them speak. However, when right. you take a picture and you hold their book, somebody needs to be holding your book, too, because when they take those pictures and pass them around on their social media, that's your free promotion for your book. And it uh, was well, like, you know dude, what? none of y'all have your own book?
4: Again, it's not it's not business. You know, we we are business authors, so... We understand that you're going to have to put some money down to print those books. Now we got people that they do these little book packages. Oh, for a couple hundred dollars, I can put X amount of books out. We knew we had to put out more money than a couple hundred dollars to get those books printed up. You know, so that's the difference. You know, people that they don't want to put the money up to get the books printed like they need to. So they half-step them, and then the Amazon allows them to half-step like that. And then Amazon gets paid off of it, and all these little vanity publishers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you know, if you're a true and author, author no you're right going to have this. a book with you, no matter where you are. I've seen authors where you are open up their trunk right, and pull out a book. Minnie Capri, anywhere she goes, she carries her book. Aaron Debo. That's
0: and, right. They can they
3: can go out and put, and Minnie can probably pull it out of her pocketbook.
0: <laughs> well,
4: that's that's who you are, Marjorie
3: Morrison. Yes, Mary D. Morrison. She keeps a little four-inch size of her books in her purse to hand out. I mean, you gotta be able to promote yourself. That's right. But I think it's the lack of understanding. But it's the lack of understanding of the industry and how to move in the industry. You know, a lot of times I think that um, newer authors can take note from the and authors and vice versa. That. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to watch people and see how they're moving. If you just are doing e-books and and you are thinking about going into paperbacks, watch people that move paperbacks so you can see how to move them. Sometimes they get stuck with paperbacks and they don't know what to do with them. That's that's how you make your money. Now you got to go outside and meet people, you know, real people. They can. Mix and mingle a little bit. And I think it comes from the lack of understanding um, in the industry. What do you think about that, Mr. Surrey?
4: Well, yeah, man, you're just talking about new school versus old school. You know, we didn't have all those ways to sell books, so we locked into the old school method of taking pictures, signing copies, selling copies, having boxes, and the whole nine. So that's all we know. But the new people, that's what they know. They're selling books online, people buying books online, buying e-books. So that's what they know. So they're trying to mix and mingle the two, but they don't have the money and they don't have publishers behind them that's going to print those books. So, you're just talking apples and oranges. They don't understand because they're in a new world where it doesn't demand for you to print the books up because they have other options. It wasn't no print on demand for us. If they wanted to demand, if you didn't have a book, you weren't going to get no book. You know, because nobody was going to print no book on demand. It's too expensive. They wanted to print volume, so they was going to get a, cut, a better cut of the volume. So, you know, nobody wanted to print 50 books back in, in the 1990s. So, we didn't have that option.
3: Uh. Well, this this has been very interesting, Um, Mr. Omar Tyree. I like saying your first and last name. Can you tell? (laughs) That's right. That's
4: cool. I've been saying that that all my career because I'm a newspaper man. So when you're a newspaper man, you can't say Omar. You have a byline. And so (laughs) people used to ask me that all the time. Why do you say your first and last name? Do you see reporters on TV saying, I'm Jake and I'm out? No, they're gonna say his first and last name. They <laughs> train you to do that because it might be twelve days. They can stay five. Gotta... <laughs> Yeah. And so Stephen A. Smith from talk, he has to put an A in there because there's too many Stephen Smiths. You know, so Stephen Smith. So yeah. when you're a
3: journalist,
0: but that's
4: what they train you to do. Yeah. But it's
3: something about that Omar Tyree. It just rolls off your tongue, though. It just the name just it, rolls. It's just smooth how it rolls off the tongue. We just say it. we <laughs> appreciate yeah, it. That's a
4: good name. That's a good night well, how how, <laughs> how about this,
3: Mr. Omar Tyree? My name is Tony Trina Franklin, and I want you to give me one fun fact about Mr. Omar Tyree. Aside from music, poetry, and writing, what's a fun fact that you can share with our listeners about Mr. Omar Tyree?
4: So you're talking about advice to a writer?
3: No, just a fun fact. We're talking about, about you. just a fun fact.
4: A thumbs up?
3: Something some, no,
4: something a cor- something quirky that nobody knows about Omar irate. Oh, something nobody knows about Omar Tyree? Well, if, yes. if I want y'all to know, I, I
3: would told y'all already.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm not no all-access person. I'm a quiet, <laughs> inner-city, old-school dude, and I'm about the business. I ain't about me like that. So when you hear me talking, I'm talking about the business. I don't talk about my personal life, nothing personal, so... I'm an introvert at heart. Now, when I talk interviews, people don't understand that, but if I'm not on this phone, I'm going back into my introvert's room where I'm just watching stuff. So I'm not the one to be, you know, having exposés about who I am and not dropping us. I ain't, I ain't even interested in that. Sorry, guys. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep it exciting with everything else. But there ain't, there ain't nothing exciting about me in my personal life. I'm a reckless, straightforward, boring dude. I'm still handsome, though, but I'm, I'm quite boring.
3: Well, you know something? I'm going to give you full disclosure, Mr. Omar Tyree. I kind of expected that answer from you, but I thought I'd throw it out there anyway, because that's what they said. Yeah, anyway, you got try it. Like yeah, you can try it. We going to get something different. We already knew that. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you, Mr. Tyree. Whenever I ask you to come on, I text you. You always text me back, and you always are always on point, and we appreciate
4: you for that. Thank you, guys, and thanks for playing that music of mine. You're going to keep playing I'm going to keep hammering and hammering and hammering with new music, new song, and I can't wait to start writing for other people because, you know, they got a bigger audience than me. Absolutely. But I can't wait to do that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we going to keep yeah. playing that song. We're going to play it out. Yeah, yeah I got a song a for
4: Beyonce now. I got a song for uh, Chris Brown. I got a song for John Legend. Yeah, I'm doing it. I got a song for Rihanna. Oh, I'm ready. All
3: right, well, you keep the music right, coming. You, you know, we have it. three we shows that we ready. can playing it on. Yep. That's right, so just send it over. We don't mind. Right. We'll play it everywhere. All right, now, before you leave for... out of the chat room, make... before you head right. out of the chat room, shout out your social media and your newest, um, book that you have out that people can go and get, and where they can get it from.
4: The last book I had, and where did I get it from? Is that what you said? Your last book, and that?
3: where that people can purchase your book from, and your social media.
4: Oh, okay, all right. Where can where people get my books from? Well, of course you can go to my website. All you got to do is start my name, Omar Tyree, with the www's in front of it, dot com. And go to my website, and all my books will pop up where you can buy all of them. Uh, You can also buy them at Amazon and Barnes and com. You can also buy them at all the bookstores or order them through the bookstores. They have it. And then my social media stuff my Facebook is simple, Omar Tyree. My Twitter is simple, Omar Tyree. I got a SoundCloud page for people that listen to music on SoundCloud. It's Omar Tyree. I got a LinkedIn page. It's Omar Tyree. (laughs) Omar Tyree. the only thing that's oh, not Omar Tiree Tiree
3: the
4: is my Instagram page, I have only one Omar Tyree because I tried to set that up. The now. The Omar Tyree name is just sitting in purgatory <laughs> until I can remember the passcode.
3: <laughs> so I got to
0: pick
4: only one Omar Tyree okay, on my uh, don't, Instagram don't page. Don't tell
3: nobody that no more. Okay, don't tell nobody that no more. That, that was like a old, that was an old man moment. That was an old man moment. And I'm going to tell you, because I don't want to see you out with tissue on your shoes. So I'm going to tell you, don't tell nobody that no more. But you know what, Lee? We got our funny facts about Mr. Omar oh, My Tyree right there. You right. got right <laughs> no like he he You said he wasn't going to give us a funny fact. And boom, there it goes. Boom, just fell in our lap. You got real comfortable for a minute. We appreciate you, though. <laughs> But, um, Mr. Omar Tyree, we want you to stick around because Eric Bebo is up next, and he has some awesome music as well. So stick around and just hear what he has to, what he's spitting out if you have some time, okay? He's coming up next.
4: All right. Well, I'm actually at right, I'm a, a meet and greet event over here. So, you know, I'm already paying to make sure I can talk to y'all. I got to get back in here with these guys.
3: Okay. Well, if you can spare All right, a minute, Mr. Tyree, Eddie, you have a great evening.
4: Yeah, but you guys can call me anytime and get me back on. But y'all got to get in there. These guys are looking at me like, Omar, we invite you out. you want on the
3: phone. <laughs> okay, Omar. Okay. okay. Hyrie, you take it easy. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, like I said at the top of the she come in and shake things up. Whether it be the chat room, the clubhouse, he would just be a Mr. Omar Tyree. We appreciate him. him. That's right. <laughs> yes, we do. Whenever I call on the he's there, always on point, ready to handle business. Make sure y'all get his new book or uh, access of his website, omartyree.com. We are so excited. We thank you guys for tuning in. This is Les Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know, I got my girl right here, my right hand, Miss Tony. We're talking that talk about which way do I go? The distributor versus wholesaler. We're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a little bit of that P Nice featuring Blue Marley. Shout out to Burst Scott Records. Always looking out. And we'll be back. Okay, we exactly. got Aaron Evo coming up next.
0: P9. P9. Oh. P9. Oh. P9. get roll
2: Get free get your roll get your roll get your roll I just hit the plug, I need a whole one. Get your roll get your roll My new bitch is badder than my old one. My bitch, I'm losing out. All that money dripping, think I'm luminous. All my diamonds dancing on like magic strippers. Made the money disappear, they magic strippers. See, we trying to get it. Get your roll on, get your roll on, get your roll on, I just did the plug, I need a whole one. get your roll on, get your roll on, my new bitch is better than my old one, get your roll on, since your are early, he don't work, so cut the stove on, pull up in my city, nigga, it's a war zone, for real, all I know is my smoke sex superb. Yes. Fuck what you heard Tell me about some shit you know About how to hit the trap and get your roll on Rack. Eight in the morning Breaking them down with my roll ball. Uh-huh. Heard some funny shit and I threw away my old phone Got some new bitches and I threw away my old hoes <laughs> One yellow gold, one rose gold Pour cough syrup in my hot cocoa Whoa. Stay away from broke hoes That's a no-no I just hit the plug, I need a whole one. I, it, I, it. I knew this is better than my own one. He hey, Nobody's calling he me, he I told her, hold on. Pull a up 93, like get is yeah. roll on. Get is roll on. Get is roll on. I just hit the plug, I need a whole one. Than yeah. my old I beat that bitch for the head, then beat, beat that bitch for the bread Talkin' about hundreds and fiddies, just fuck that bitch on the dead yeah. I am not trustin' no nigga, yeah. uh, they are not loyal to me yeah. My little bitch got a bitch yeah. too, hangin' me with the tech yeah. team I trust a burger and lane, yeah. chase a codeine with the cream yeah. I threw a tent of a lion, that nigga just being lying Hey, DDP to Michael Jackson, hawkin' the pussy, I'm smashin' The Christian, the body, that fashion, if you throw it, I'ma catch it Get your roll on, roll on, roll on. Get your roll on, roll on, roll on. Get your roll on. Hey, I just hit the plug, I need a whole one. I need, need bitches better what? than my own ones. Phone is calling me, I told her hold on. Hold on a bit. Pull up, I need three now. Get your roll on, yeah. get your roll. in my old room get there at your blues, get there at your blues, hey dude, get there at your blues,
1: yeah. Whoa. You are now tuned in to the mother-un-un-greatest.
2: All right, all right, all right.
3: Yeah. Yes, we are back. We are back. Woo! Make sure y'all check the archives. We have we have the fabulous and awesome Omar Tyree on. They have a great interview. Make sure y'all check out those archives. This is Les Chat. I am Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand. The fabulous Miss Tony. We talking that talk today with these authors about which way do I go? Distributor versus wholesaler. We got the fabulous. Mr. I'm gonna call him everything literature. Uh, Aaron Bebo is like a walking encyclopedia when it comes to this industry. And he always says, I just know a little bit more than some, but he still is like a walking <laughs> encyclopedia for this industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we he have definitely have is fabulous, <laughs> yes. And he is our co host, uh, along with Arthur Mini Capri, on, in the clubhouse on Real Raw Radio, which is soon to be going to Queen City Bullies. Hey, B, what's yeah. going on? Hey,
1: what's B. What's going on? What's going How on, ladies? Doing? How y'all feeling? I'm good. I'm we good. How y'all doing? We some kind, kind of
3: way. <laughs> you know, we, we feel it some kind of way after our previous guest, Mr. Omar Tyree. He almost got me going. <laughs> well, he did kind of get me going.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good. He definitely had okay, you. He had Tony.
3: Jason say sir, <laughs> oh man oh, so there vivo what has been going on in your world what you got two new books at three three new books love out. drugs
1: and hip hop no not other
3: one
1: love drugs and hip hop the commercial love drugs and hip hop that's it that's that's all i'm on um the other book the act- the other joint actually ain't even out yet that's that's probably gonna be coming out in like October that's um. That's really not even um. That's like a down a a, a downside to the series because it's, it's subplots going mm-hmm. on within the series.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: I I just know that you know readers' attention span be kind of low these mm-hmm. days for um a lot of information. So I I decided. To, um, first let me explain Like The, the Love, Drugs, and Hip Hop series Is going to be two years Period Like It's not going beyond two years The first two dropped in 2016
0: uh-huh. the, next,
1: the next joint Going to drop in 2017 And then 2018 The the entire series is going to come to an end But in between the series The actual series You're going to have these commercials Which is going to be the Love, Drugs, and Hip Hop commercials Which is going to be the subplot stories Mm -hmm. Which is basically gonna, you know, like forty between forty and fifty thousand words in the subplot to work the Mm -hmm. work the background story that's going on within the main plot of the actual
3: series. Mm -hmm. Now, what what made you go this route, Dee? Because I don't think I've ever read. You know, I I I dabble in a little bit of reading. I don't think I've ever read a a series the way you're explaining it with the subplots. In between, what's the concept behind that? Is it behind right. the, 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 yeah, because no, it's just it. like
1: like you got the commercial, right? The commercial, which is mm-hmm. the subplot, is in, in the main book. You got you got things that people come in contact with that okay. I don't really expound on because they're not really to the main part of the story. So it may be a character that you may see, and it, it, uh, they may be throughout a whole scene, but then you may not see them again but this person has a, has a, a story,
5: mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They part
1: of this world. And that's another reason why I chose hip hop as, as the forefront of my story, because a lot of times when we read these urban books, you, you see a lot of glamor and a lore for, you know, mm-hmm. different things. And, and with hip hop, I knew I could design a story around those things without stretching the truth, even though it was fiction. I feel like, Absolutely. you know, with street fiction, right, I feel like with street fiction, you have to place elements there that, you know, just the fact that you're dealing with street fiction is is that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the, the whole premise behind the streets is real. So even when you write in fiction, okay. it should be to a degree of realness. Like it should be kind of sketched from
3: okay you know the
1: derivative which is the street.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know and so do you think I, that's I, what's
3: missing in the industry
1: today? Um I mean I feel like a lot of these books definitely don't give the um the the meaning and purpose behind a lot of the glamour and the allure. And what I mean by that is like you see the person like if they they getting money they got this car, they got that car, they got the best females and you know, this is how the story going. But at the same time you see these people in shootouts and they're in mm-hmm. they're on blocks and neighborhoods that's hot like when a person really getting money like they change. Like mm-hmm. like especially for a person in the streets, like a person in the street. And that's another thing. I think people don't don't keep in mind of what they're writing about. Like, sometimes I think they think they're personal. They take, I, well, I don't know what it is, but I think sometimes maybe people, you know, take their personal feelings and place them inside a character.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. the character may not even be built for that just by design of the story. You feel me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And And what mm-hmm. I mean by that mm-hmm. is, like, a person that's getting got a block that's getting fifty thousand, hundred thousand, they or they have two hundred, three hundred thousand, they really not gonna be or sitting on those hot blocks. You feel like they really mm-hmm. gonna be away exactly. from that. Like they gonna be removed and the things that they gonna be seeing is gonna be way different from mm-hmm. a lot of the mm-hmm. drama that I see right. in these books without. Any explanation. And like I said, I say without any explanation because if this person got all this money, what are they doing here? It's like they out of place. You know what I mean?
3: Absolutely.
1: You don't, like they don't belong there. Mm -hmm. Like a $300,000 person don't belong with a a $3,000 person, somebody who might be ready to shoot at them or take Mm what, you know what I mean? So it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't job. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So yes,
3: the you know, process but is off, the this, timeline be off, you on point.
1: Right, with 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 okay, this cool. right here, with this joint right here, I was able I knew I could use the music industry as the glamour and the allure. I could I could create I think, uh-huh. the Bentleys and the mansions and the uh-huh. big spending budgets and the high price lunches and dinners because these people are actually in that lifestyle. Uh-huh. It's expected. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different from when you come in from the streets. And yeah, the, and, 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 and let me just say this, too. The title embodies the, exactly what it says. It embodies. The the, the the content embodies the title, love, drugs, and hip-hop. You're going to have a love story. You're going to have the drug game involved in there, and you're going to have hip-hop. All three elements are present within mm-hmm. the title.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what but I mean? you know like, something, they.
3: I have to say that, you know, I have te- I have teenagers, you know, they listen to that music, that hip-hop, and we have a hand up, and just give me one second just to get this thought out of my head before I lose it, you know, um, and we're going to take that call. But I read your book, she used to, I Used to Love Her, and that was my introduction. I've always told people into hip-hop and, and understanding it. So when I read that book, I was able to understand the the. the the whole concept of hip hop and how it came to be and the rappers that go into it, and even the battle between the rappers you know so that opened up my mind to this whole different world, and you kind of like brought it all together with the street lit the music the 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 sipping the sipping of the cup, and you always wonder what's in that cup you know you you break that down and you break it down where the layperson can understand and appreciate. So I have a little bit more of appreciation that's for that hip hop. So I appreciate that and and I'm so looking forward to diving into this new joint of yours. You hear me, bro? You did you hear me say that new yeah. joint?
1: Yes, because y'all yeah, I'm telling you. listen, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not Pete really frowning.
3: Like you just used the word joint. He, yeah, he that's that's joint. dope. I'm not trying to, you I used to so
1: love right? her, I used to love her was a good, was a decent book, but Love Drugs and Hip Hop really a- it to the after, level. after looking at I Used to Love Her, it, it was like I got a chance to look at it and evaluate it and it more, it was like a, it was like it gave me a chance to really go back and, uh. Mm-hmm. Add more proper elements to to expand the story, especially on once yes. right, especially once I went into part two, because I had already mm-hmm. had part two written before I had to go back and start dealing with part one. You know what I mean? So I had part two written, and then I was like, all right, you know what? I need to go back and address some other things okay. in this joint. That I that I didn't address. I was realizing that as I was writing part two, so I was like, "All right, let me go back and just reconstruct,
5: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the the the, the whole storyline. Keep the same plot, but right. just go in a different direction in, in terms of development." Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing
3: wrong with that. That's why Absolutely. you call the director with the pen. But we do have a hand up. like
1: right. take a call. Yeah, please let's take the call. That's right,
3: we got three, two, three,
8: seven, eight, seven. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, my name is Rio Jones, and I'm calling hey, from... R- hey, uh, Rio. Hey, Rio. Hey, what's, what's going on, Rio? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. What's happening with you, B? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Thank you for calling in and sharing your time.
8: Oh, absolutely, man. I just wanted to call and identify with the, what you were saying about the streets and how people got to really be from the streets to identify with them and know what category people need to be in, you know
0: what I mean? Right.
8: And with right. your your character development, you know what I mean? If you're a million dollar cat and you're still hanging on the block where they where they're making thousands and you ain't got no business out there. That's
3: right. You right. know what That's I mean? Right. And that happens
1: a lot. I read a lot of I read a lot of books. I read yeah. a lot of plots based around that same type of premise. I I read it all the time.
8: Right. No and, and,
1: and disrespect and I, to nobody. I'm not, I'm oh, not, no. I'm not, I don't got no black robe on or nothing, but I'm just saying how I, how, how I view things.
8: Well, see, I, I felt the same way when I was, when I was writing my book. You know, my book is titled The Ultimate Break, and it's really about the streets and what really goes on in this arena that I was playing in. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't write it from me hearing about the story. I was actually knee deep in the streets with these chicks. You know what I mean? And, right. And, and, you know, my character development was based on around the lives that I was watching. You know what I mean? I'm not a million-dollar cat by far. You know what I mean? I'm a thousand-dollar cat. But I kept it on that level to the point to where if you're a real street cat and you're reading this novel right here, you can understand exactly where I'm coming from. You know, I didn't I didn't get a million dollars and, and pull a Maybach back into the project. You know what I mean? That's not me. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, and I don't, see, that's I don't the, have no business back the in the project. Right. That's the thing I'm I'm reading, but see you know I I'm not mad I I can't I don't want to I don't want to criticize. It really it's not criticism, but I don't want to even talk about it because the the it's so, it's such a sensitive era right now within literature that if you say if you say something you you either become a know it all which is is basically you 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 heading towards being disrespected. Or
0: right.
1: people feel like you disrespecting people, so they just they just brush you off. Right. And right. you know it's just it, it, you know I, I just really I, you know what it is, man. I, I got a mentor and I ain't had no mentor for for a long mm-hmm. time, and now I got somebody that took an interest in me, and I got a mentor. So a lot of things I just be I I have to shy away from. Not that I'm wrong in them, but it's just about perception.
8: Right, right. You got yeah, a you man, got a so new lane that you're in. You know what I mean? You got a better perspective yeah. on things.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to That's change right. yourself. You don't have to change yourself to be perceived how you need to be perceived. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think I really grasped right. that before. Like, you don't have to you don't have to conform in order no, to be no, perceived no, no. Mm-hmm. as you. Like, you could you could still be you without creating a conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah, without absolutely. Without even That's having right. people That's feeling right. like. Feeling like all right, well, this is a conflict people you you can turn people's view into okay, this person is just who they are right,
8: and that and that's what and that's just who I am, you know what I mean, I ain't never professed to be a know it all because a know it all is a complete liar, you know what I mean you, you know what i'm saying we got we got people in society that put, that portray themselves to be one way, and then when you see them out there, they are not like that at all, so now you you can turn down from them because you see that it's not the truth in them. You know what I mean? And a lot of the uh, uh, urban things, urban fiction, uh, 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 even uh, non-urban fiction that I've read, i was like, man, come on, this, this guy right here is not really putting it in perspective. You know what I mean? Even if it is fiction, okay, that's fine. But now give me some reality to the point where I can respect your view, where I can follow your story and see exactly you can enlighten me on some things that I never knew about, like... Uh, like uh, I don't know who was speaking. Was that you, Trina, speaking? This
3: when is Trina right
8: that, here. Oh, hey, Trina, when you when you I mean, y'all when you speaking <laughs> 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 when you say that you read the book, you know, Love Drugs and Hip Hop. You say you really got a better perspective on hip hop because the author walked you through it and helped you uh, enlightened you on some reality that That's goes right. on in hip hop. You know what I mean? So my thing is, I need to enlighten you what really goes on in these streets when you see them ladies walking at night. You know what I mean? Right, right. And and the only only way I know about that, B, is because I was out there with them. Uh You know what I mean? I was Uh out there, one of them ones that was protecting and saving, uh, 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 running into conflict and dealing with it right alongside with them. You know what I mean? So, if you do know me mm-hmm. as a person, and then you read the book, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, here he go. He trying. He he finally he's gonna give us a piece of that, a glimpse of what he was going through mm-hmm. in life. you, you know." know I mean, mean? Let me, yeah, absolutely. Let me just absolutely. say this
0: too.
2: Let right. me
1: just say this too, and coming off of coming off of what Rio just said, let me just say this too. Don't I? I'm a I'm a deep believer in the gift, and when I say that, what I mean is, I don't think that I don't believe it for one minute that you may have had to partake in the streets to be able to give this shit back eloquently in word through writing. Right? I don't think of mm-hmm. Stephen King I don't think mm-hmm. Stephen King went out and committed mass murders and killed a bunch of people or did none of that but he's he's gifted with word. So I'm never doubting the gift. I, I, I definitely believe in the gift but the but the gift is only enhanced by learning. <laughs> My, and through education, Absolutely. and when and when you refuse to just say, "Hey, you know what? Let me let me look. Maybe maybe I am. Maybe I am. Even though this right here is getting me money, maybe I am because money spent. So you're gonna spend that, and then lifetime is is a life like that. Shit's concrete. What you do in life is concrete, right? right. You know what I mean. So as you go right. through life and you get older. You don't want to be looking back like yo, I was playing on a system, and that shit is still there for everybody to see my flaws, right? You feel right, right. me because right. the, the, the right. false sense right. of praise that that you may be receiving right now that should that should is temporary. And the fact is in that, and let me show you the, the the fact in that is the like I keep saying the expiration date that's on books now. People oh, will yeah. drop a book two, three weeks, the book ain't even really even getting no play no more, ain't nobody talking about it, nothing. However, these books that were written 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago
3: mm-hmm. are
1: still standing the test of time mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. shit meant
3: something. That, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Hold on, we meant we, we want you to hold that thought real quick. Rio, we appreciate you for calling in. We want you to continue to listen. We're going to place you back in the queue. So that we can make sure that we're able to get everybody uh, in that wanna talk to Aaron. But we do appreciate you calling into the chat room. We're gonna have to get you on so you can talk that talk about your work.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. no
8: problem. I appreciate you uh, accepting the call, yeah. You know I mean.
1: Yes. Thank okay. you for coming in, brother. I appreciate it very much Thank for you sharing so much. all the time.
8: All
1: Thank right, all right. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. All righty. Okay, you talking about the real talk? Finish that thought about those yeah. real. Books Finish that thought because you were
1: talking that talk. That's right. Yeah, I just I'm just saying like I be looking at different things like when I when I look at what I've done and writing, and I say that I said this often that I feel like if if things would have maintained the realness and value of literature, I would have been far more advanced by my predecessors, by the ones who came before me
5: mm-hmm. at
1: the craft. But it's like no one's there. I have no one to look at. I have no one to look up to. And there's no, I mean, or maybe, and let me just take that back. Let me take that statement back. I'm missing the, because I'm a reader first. Like when I I tell you I'm a reader, like I'm a reader. I I read, I read authors that people don't even know. You know what I mean? Like I'm a reader. Like I, I, I'm, I'm really a reader, so I love language. Or I have a, I have a relationship with language in itself.
5: Mm-hmm. So
1: just when I, when I look to people, I, I'm really looking for that growth. And when I don't mm-hmm. see it, I'll be like, My man." Like when you, when, when we gotta look at the street lit genre, and Donald Goins and Iceberg Slim is still the top two writers.
5: Mm-hmm. Something
1: wrong. You feel me? Like something wrong. People, people may 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 really think that I'm being disrespectful right now, but that's only the the, the limited mind space and education. You know what I mean? Like this, this is just real. Like if it, the, the the fact that forty in forty years done passed and ain't nobody came and said, "Hey, yo, this this is it." Like this this is the new one. This is the one that has came and has stretched beyond them. That means we right. behind. You feel me? If we haven't, uh-huh. like we can't, If we can't get over the hump of 40 years ago, that means we behind. And I be looking uh-huh. at things like that. Uh-huh. You know, the things that I say today it may not be for the moment because people living in a different time zone in their mind. But by the time they realize it, like they're going to realize the time that they lost, knowing that they heard That's the right. message. Uh-huh. you know and that, and that's the sad part cuz you can't get no time back you got to stay you people got to stay stay on point to their tick man you got to be staying on point to your tick cuz this is your time
3: uh-huh.
1: and if you lose yeah. it you can't get it back not even a second
3: you know you 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 touch on some really key issues um the um first and foremost i want to just interview you say you have a mentor Working with you now. What was going on in Aaron, little Aaron, the author's world that made you turn to, to the mentor? Did you ever see yourself going down this route?
1: Um, no, nah, not really. Like, cause a lot of times, what it be is, and this is again, no disrespect. Like, this has been since I, I've been a child. Once again, like I said, I believe in a gift. Like, this mm-hmm. is a gift. Like. I've always been able to, like, I had a lot of charisma with my words Mm -hmm. since a child, since growing up, everything. Like, I I just, I'm very charismatic with my words, and I'm very, I'm very comprehensive, and I'm very good at placing words. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: So, like. And, and along with that, I'm very good at interpreting words. Meaning, that I interpret well what other people are saying as well too, like what it means, maybe mm-hmm. not what the, what they mean, but what they're saying exactly means.
5: Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: So, so like through that, through just just dealing with that, I I find myself in a lot of circles of communication where people really can't keep up with me. You know what I mean? Like, no Mm -hmm. disrespect. Like, like they can't keep up with me because I'm so keen to language and words that I'm never really lost in the conversation, and I'm so well-versed on so many topics that often I end up taking the lead at some point Mm -hmm. because I'll be be having a lot of knowledge as Mm -hmm. well. Like I said, I'm a reader, and I read a lot, and I read a lot of different things. So a lot of times I'll be in conversations with people and even if it's a good conversation, I didn't never really feel like I was leaving with anything.
5: Uh-huh.
1: It may have just been me expounding on something that I've already known before I encountered the person.
5: Uh-huh.
1: You know what I mean? My mentor showed me something different. You know what I mean? When somebody, when, when somebody definitely has a greater communication point than you... And they're je- they're definitely well more, they're definitely more versed in the topics at hand than you. That then you have to submit to that,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and start taking acknowledgement, and then it goes back to the process of got what got me to where I'm at, which is being a student,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and being tutored Absolutely. and learning, and then being able to go out and teach.
3: Right.
1: You know. So, so I
3: have a question for you, B. If you weren't um, doing what you were doing as of right now, just being an author and and doing what you do. What would what would Aaron be doing if you weren't writing? What would you be doing?
0: Mm,
1: if I had my, if I really had my choice in life, just living living with with no no blockages other than self, then I would probably be practicing law somewhere at a, at a high level. Like I'll probably be like high, a
3: not pinch. just a level, but a high, yeah, I'll level. Be like, oh, well. high level. Yeah, like, nah, cause I, nah, cause
1: I like like Yeah, nah, because I I like, I like arguing facts. I'm very articulate, and um, you know, I'm 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 very perceptive. Like I, I'm 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 good. I'm I'm and like I said, I'm charismatic. So, you know, I'm a people person. Really, like I'm I'm very social. Even when I'm not right in the crowd, like I'm being social, I'm still interacting because my mind and my brain waves, like really and truly, all that frequency and all that, that's real. Like we as humans and, and, and beings, we live in a certain frequency.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: your frequency, mm-hmm. this is scientific fact. If, you're, mm-hmm. if there's certain frequencies of people that their stress level is so high that they're actually, if the scientists were to check their frequency, they would be dead. You know what I mean? Like they they're living, right. but their their, their frequency, mm-hmm. their 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 level of interpretation, their level of comprehension, their level of viewing things is so you. low.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They breathe them, that they're but they dead. not here. That's right. Right, and that's a they scientific them, but fact. Just not like here. this
1: ain't. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is not me just making this up for the interview or nothing. Like, and, and that's another thing. Anything I'll be saying, please challenge it. You don't have to challenge me. Challenge the information. If I say okay. something and you don't agree with it, challenge the information. Oh, you don't have to challenge me. Just challenge the information because I don't speak on things that I don't be knowing about.
3: I know. But I just have to Absolutely. say that I, you know, Bebo shares a, another, he, he co-hosts with us on another show, Me, Disha B, and Nini Capri. And there's been quite a few instances, you know, that we've had guests, and I've said something, and B has been on point. I'm like, B, yo, you reading my mind. You remember those instances, Bebo? There is yeah. He's very astute. And like he says, he listens to what you're saying and even to what you're not saying, and he's, always he's always in tune right <laughs> he's always on and point. he's gonna ask that question that you try to bypass it's mm-hmm. like he's very in tune i don't want to say emotionally with people but i am going to say emotionally he's very <laughs> in tune like when he he might see they might slip the bar real quick he might no we're gonna go right back to this little thing we'll talk to this <laughs> one right one. back <laughs> so um well, what's going on with this right here that uh, we want to talk about? <laughs> but now we, I want to change. That's right. I want to change gears a little bit because our topic today is which way do I go? Distributor versus wholesaler. And we kind of picked this because um, I've just noticed that you have authors that have their books everywhere, but they don't have nobody to go get the books. And then you have authors that have the the fan base, but they don't have their books nowhere. What would you, what's your thought about um, the, just going that the channel of distri- uh, of a distributor like a baker and a tailor um, versus going with the wholesaler?
1: Well, I was listening to um, the interview beforehand with Omar Tari with you and Omar, and both of y'all had great points. You um, know, let me just say that the 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 wholesaler, baker, bacon and the distributor is not necessarily not a wholesaler. You feel me? Like it's not that the distributor is not a wholesaler. They wholesale books too as well. It's just that they are gonna be wholesaling them and distributing them at a at a mass number, at a mass rate to a mass amount of different clients. So mm-hmm. it's not that the that the whole the um distributor doesn't wholesale books, you know what I mean? Like often, mm-hmm. um authors get paid off of the wholesale rate of the book mm-hmm. being sold, and not what they actually see in the in the store, which is retail. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it it be a lot of different things with that. As as far as which way to go, I, I'm I'm kind of with Omar. Like you got to do both. Right. Like you have Absolutely. to you have to wholesale and you have to try to find major distribution.
4: Mm-hmm. Now
1: distribution is is is, is different. Like the, in order to get distribution, a lot of times you gotta come with them numbers.
5: Mm-hmm. Like okay. you
1: unless you have something that whoever's about to distribute it sees they'd be like, yo, I can sell this right now. Like, mm-hmm. I can sell this, right? Like, mm-hmm. they know. Like, mm-hmm. it's not out, and they already, they're confident, the distributor's confident that they can sell it right now. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. But other than that, you're going to have to come with the numbers already, like, y'all, this it's is what like I'm that. doing.
5: Mm-hmm. By my,
1: it's more like it's more so, more so like a short tank effect, where you come and you be like, well, this is what I did already. Right. And I need right. this from you because with with the – the next you got, I know that we can make mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? Look like, that's how, really gotta, that's, it, that's how you really got to, that's how you got to come to the distributor. Like, you got to really have a have a plan etched mm-hmm. out and, and, mm-hmm. and have it drawn out and have a productivity rate that shows that you can keep up on mm-hmm. your own and you really need, you know what I mean? Because if they see mm-hmm. that your productivity rate is crazy, and you picking out numbers, they're going to be like, okay, this motherfucker already doing this. If we introduce, it, he's only doing, because they definitely you a distributor definitely know all the avenues you know, because you're, you're, right. you're basically in business for yourself. So a distributor right. knows all your mm-hmm. avenues. So once they, they see the ad, they're going to be like, damn, they're only using this and doing mm-hmm. this. If we put hey, them in front nice. of this over mm-hmm. here, then this shit going to do this you know what I mean, then the flip is going to be a whole nother level and the distributor will get behind it and do everything that needs to be done. But sometimes, right. but like all deals, man, all deals is, you know, like all deals depend on you, you. You get, you get what, what you negotiate a lot of times and not what you worth. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and, and knowing yeah. that, then you have to know, like sometimes – a company, you have to look at companies too. Sometimes a company will be doing so well that they may not even foresee that they can't handle this with with the product That's I'm right. talking about, that they, can't, they mm-hmm. can't handle the product. And they may be signing up anybody at this time because they're like, yo, <laughs> we you know, we can sell anything right now. Like we already killing them with this.
5: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? And they right. said, like, let me give you a per Interscope did that. Let me tell you what Interscope did that with. Interscope did that with Tony Yayo and Lloyd Banks when 50 Cent was blowing out of control. They definitely made their money back off of Lloyd Banks. And Tony Yayo, too, all the way around. The whole the situation, however, the
5: mm-hmm.
1: the 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 the, four, the 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 picture that they saw in front of them
5: mm-hmm.
1: didn't end up developing the way that they thought it was when it all ended and they had, you see Tony Yayo and, and Lloyd Banks they up getting dropped from Interscope. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. to understand sometimes when you look at a distribution situation mm-hmm. and you have to still be judging the situation as an individual.
3: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, people, yo, do you think that's, that's
3: part of the issue? Do you think that's part of the issue, um, lack yeah. of understanding and lack of planning um, within the yeah, industry definitely. of people being able to expand their brand?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because that—that's just in business overall. Like I'm—I'm—I'm I'm a, I'm a business major right now. Like I'm about to have a degree in business, a, a, mm-hmm. a straight bachelor's in business. So I'm—I'm I'm right, very exactly. familiar with business and business tactics. Uh You know what I mean? Publishing Uh is another form of business. It's very, it's a very, it's a very, I'll say that a lot of unusual things happen in Uh publishing. Uh Publishing is likened to the boxing business. Uh Like, because, yeah, a lot of unusual things go on. You know what I mean? So, publish, but publishing is, you know, it's a business. And a lot of times people forget that, like, we've entered this this fake friendly climate, yeah. where everybody who's doing the same thing you're doing is supposed to stand next to you and smile, when right. really and truly right. we know that if I'm selling toothpaste and you selling toothpaste, I'm saying Colgate is better than Am. Now go over there. You know what I mean? Like that's really the nature <laughs> right. of business. Like, that's true. This is a fact. Yeah, I'm like, right. like this is. I'm. I'm. Listen. Uh, this. I, I'm being taught this.
3: That's true.
1: By the powers that That's be. That's
3: right.
1: Like, my professor right. is a full time banker I, when he's not teaching this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like he's dealing with finances all day. The, the nature of business right. is to outsell anyone and everyone that one. is selling the same type or item as you, period. That's so when we put your hands up, please.
3: You want to oh, take Oh yeah, please. Let's take one. We, them. To take yeah. two, we two need calls. to. We got to.
1: Okay, we're gonna take
3: two. Two zero one, four, eight, six. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? <clears throat>
7: Well, all right, all right, all right. I thought I'd never get in here. I couldn't raise my <laughs> hand. I had to go through the back door. I couldn't find my keys to this house. So I was like, well, I'll be damned. Where's my keys at? I was, I see this all around. I was like, yo, I can't get in this piece. It must be crowded. I can't remember. I couldn't even put my hand up. I said, well, damn, they tuned in. They tuned in. You know what I'm saying? I had to get security, the, the, the man who mopped the floor, to come down there and pop open the door with a broomstick so I can get up in here. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to stay long because I don't want nobody else to infiltrate. So I was to <laughs> You're a mess, hey Aaron! Barclay. Hey Aaron! It is it is Nene. i been enjoying the interview. I've been listening since the top of the hour. A lot of good points. Um, Aaron, you you touched on a lot of good stuff, and you you did a good job at touching on stuff and coming back and making sure that it was clear, especially when they were talking about the um the writing of the books and not being you know from the hood or from the street. I'm glad that you you know you cleared that right, up, saying yeah. you know you don't have to be you, because people have yeah, phenomenal. Yeah imaginations, you know, and, and they do great, great writing and have never touched a street. Too. You got some women who write in these sex books, they ain't even getting no sex, never had an orgasm in their life, but they're writing about their fantasy and how they want to be touched, and the people are connecting with it like, yo, wow, this I, I, this is me. They're talking yo, to me. My, I wrote my best sex
1: scenes when I was celibate.
7: See what I'm saying? I mean like for yeah, real, absolutely. like that shit absolutely. all that
1: shit is real, man, but yeah, you you mm-hmm. I am you right. I had to do that. Like
7: well, like, it's right. like Tony said, I'll be head. listening. Mm-hmm. I'll be absolutely. listening, so
1: I'll be like, Yeah, you know what? Boom, hold up. Mm-hmm. Rios is saying this, he's writing from a perspective of actually being out there seeing it. Let me let not let anybody get confused on you. I feel right. you have to do that.
8: Like right. yeah, that's because great people that he's this. doing it.
1: Right Right. That's great that he's doing it Because that's his method That's his signature Mm -hmm. Let his signature Mm -hmm. be his signature But at the same time Like You don't have to do And and I'm glad you said that You brought that word up Because I was going to touch on that Imagination Like that's Mm -hmm. what's missing In the writing right now Ain't nobody got imagination Mm -hmm. Everybody writing the author's book Who sold number one last time Mm -hmm. Like nobody's imagination Is flowing no more Yeah like, ain't yeah, really, and, and that's why when I be it like arrogant. You know what?
7: You're not arrogant, but this is the reason why the imagination is so um limited. It's because of all of the outside stimulation that authors Word are allowing to, to crowd their writing space. When we write, mm. when we go into a deep writing mood, you don't see us. You don't hear from us. It could be days on Facebook. You got that's readers like, yo, Nene, where you man? at? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That takes time. You know, when you see people like Styles and them, they put up going writing and then you don't see nothing from them for days and stuff at a time. You can't have outside influence. You can't be on Facebook and all that. Not not that you can't research. Because we do research. You know what I'm saying? We see memes, we see videos, news clips from other states and countries and stuff that's going on. So we do gather. But you have to shut yourself down into that imaginary zone and and vibe. I always tell people, I always be like, put your headphones on, put your favorite song on repeat, forget about the words, close your eyes, and live that story be those characters in every breath and every sweat and every motion and every movement. You are each person, and you have to put energy into that, and that's draining. It's just like an author playing a role. Like, when sometimes we write a character, you really have to go lay down somewhere because sometimes they're so intense and so deep with all their feelings that they're filling you up with that you're writing that you can't recover from it right away. You'd be like, damn, I need a minute. Some people got to take a drink, take a smoke, take a ride, you know what I'm saying? They try to come mm-hmm. up out of that, but... The imaginary process is definitely lost. You know, all this outside yeah, stimulation. Right. You can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't stay in too a good writing feed if you talking to people much. all day and long about nothing. And yeah.
1: you can't. Mm-hmm. And you can't write. And 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 the readers are not gonna say, yeah. You know what? You write. I am too much time on Facebook because they favorite author's right there with them. I'll be like,
0: yo,
1: I'll be like, yo, you selling these books, but you wonder why you ain't getting no reviews because you right here
0: talking to the readers. They can't read it. They don't even have to give it. a review. They can't <laughs> right.
6: they can't read
1: it because you done just tagged them in a whole nother post and now they right. right. back over here for another three hours. So I'm mm-hmm. like, Yo, you know what? <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's just, but, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. Like I said, I have yeah. so much faith and confidence that yeah. my story is going to really last throughout time. Like, people are going to see the the, the the plot, the character development, the design. Because mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about the design, man. We ain't got no signature, Absolutely. man. Like, I don't, that's why I don't be responsible. mean, it's just like the last person shirt. So exactly. it's like I can't anyway, see that signature. So I'll be like, I don't even we care. Got any-
7: the I don't want that hand. I, I don't want that hand. We don't want we that hand. hand. We don't want it. Don't, <laughs> don't put me in the mute. Don't put me <laughs> in the mute. We, the, the we want the hand. We
1: want the hand. <laughs> over here on the left. We want the hand.
3: We want the hand. We're going to sit you over here on the left hand side. We just want you to sit over here. Just move okay. your chair over. All right. Watch okay. Look, can I put on one of the arrows over Don't have a row over here? <laughs> Do y'all have a robe over here? I don't know if they have robes
7: <laughs> out here. Let me look around and see if they got robes. No, I want the, the one with okay, the okay, platter. The go with hold the tray up. Hold the tray up. Hold the tray up. Hold the The one with the, right the, right the slit in the
1: back. Here's yeah, the one, that's
7: one with good. the <laughs> in
0: the back. <laughs> <Not> oh, no.
7: <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't I can't with y'all. This ain't even my interview. Go ahead. Over here. We're going to take five zero four four eight six. You are live in the
3: chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Alicia, all I can tell y'all is I know y'all fucking lying. I I, I can't. I can't.
0: I cannot.
3: Really, twin? The slit in
0: the back of the robe for real,
7: though? (laughs) See how old mine has that. They don't give it to nobody else. She never brought that up before. Now all of a sudden I gotta have my back my backside out. I'm gonna go. Hey, she asked for a role, people might want to see like, this is this one right here.
3: I like the way this one works. I said I had to call in for my twin that like, That's my baby yes,
0: boy I definitely
3: Thank appreciate you, you man you And Leisha, Miss Tony I see y'all, you know, I'm sick and I still represent I still gotta come through NeNe, you had to let me in the building I can't believe you want to be stingy like that
7: Oh my god, <laughs> so I didn't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> I
3: really it here Did you use the
7: broomstick popped in the door? Look NeNe, I had, to, look, I Nene, I had to do what you did I had to
3: show what I Shit. got for a
0: poke chop I said, oh, let me in the door I know you're lying. I know
7: you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you never
0: used
3: lie
0: that ain't right. That. that ain't
3: right. I can't. That's I can't. Oh my goodness. Can but I know what he to call it. It's a, together, it's and a, say, hey, it's a Yeah, I, I don't know why y'all even put us on the line together. Y'all know
7: how me oh. and Miss Capri get. We need that for something We need that for something (laughs) Hey, Uncle Aaron, did you say anything to Widow? She didn't say anything to Widow I didn't hear your voice scream out to Widow, Uncle Aaron He
1: just can I I can't do any screaming right now
7: Oh, I know <laughs> you're In doubt, in spring doubt, that they out so there I I the broke. I, I saw that saw booty I saw that 411 big booty girl go down to the green room. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, it's, <laughs> know. A out, it's he he the killer shot.
1: It's not the big booty
7: girl. Put passing the Everybody out out hospital gowns. <laughs> she passed <laughs> out hospital gown. She ain't even... They <laughs> the hospital. <laughs> do and put it like put it on the back like, and put it on, backwards, and put it on. Here, You know I usually get the one at the hospital. You put one in the front and one in the back. And we're like, no, 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 just right. one, just
1: one, and, and put it on just backwards. One. the, house the, house to the is for? When after <laughs> the hospital gown is for the shock after you realize your uterus and shift it to the other side. <laughs> oh so no! Oh, they
0: oh, the
7: no questions. Just hold up a little. Just take love, drugs, and hip-hop with you. They was like, oh, okay, Aaron B-Ball. They were like, okay, okay. Right. We've been getting that a lot. We've been getting that a lot. The hospital guy would coming to <laughs> Aaron right. up. Oh, yeah, I ain't come out oh. here for that, Uncle Aaron. I didn't come out here for that. I didn't. I was going to nah, talk about the wholesale. Definitely... I was gonna talk about wholesale and
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, wholesale. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, wholesale is definitely out there selling.
7: Oh, they are. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what but well,
0: what are
1: they
7: selling? I can't question. We were talking I can't about you selling books. But um uh, look. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is they
3: well, well, that's right. That's what, right. Are, they what are they selling? They <laughs> selling? That, that 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 needs
7: to be a
1: topic. Hey listen, man. That pussy the only business that ain't, ain't been you know, bootlegged yet. You
7: know. Oh, shit! Sure. can't bootleg
1: me. You can't bootleg good pussy. They ain't boot, boot, boot they ain't bootleg good pussy
7: yet, so No, they can't. Man,
3: I'm that's done. What Put I... me in a damn queue. I quit. Put me in a goddamn queue. I'm sick of this shit tonight. That's it. I'm
1: done. Bootleg Pussy Aaron? Really? No, <laughs> I'm just saying show. that's it's the one thing show. that you can't you can't do. Like the motherfuckers can't do that shit. They don't got us on the
0: books. <laughs> <laughs> There's hotel.
3: one piece of merchandise that we got left. They can't be distributed.
0: They can't be distributed. <laughs> they just can't. It's right. got to be direct oh, sales man. everywhere they go. There's some black, yeah. black women need sales. you, man. Black women on
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> Widow. Stupid. Widow we love you We're going to put you back in the queue We only got a few more minutes before the show wraps up So we want to get Aaron To get all his good information out Make sure y'all head over to M5 Pick up that simple lust By Miss Imani Hilton And we love yes, you And we want
7: to that. continue to listen Bye, y'all. Y'all. Bye Thanks, honey, honey. <laughs> but I did, I did want to say this right quick, even though we got all off into the raunchy. Um, we were talking about the wholesale and um, distribution. And uh, like Aaron brought up a lot of good points, and sort of the other guy, A, numbers. You can't have major distribution without numbers. Not only do they check your sales and so forth on Amazon um, and different avenues to see where you rank at, they also check and see if you can do a print bill. They do an interview to make sure that you can carry the capacity of a major print. When Omar Tyree was talking about doing a thousand books, to thousand books you have to show a print bill to Baker and Teller mm-hmm. and Ingram showing them that you can print and mass. Um, amounts because when they order books they order books 400 at a time 100, 300, 400, 400 500 books at a time. Mm-hmm. They may order a whole series, 100 apart part 1, 100 apart part 2, 100 of part 3, and 100 of part 4 and they are also wholesalers and Aaron is right you will not get like paid off of the big price of the $15 you're going to get paid off of the $6 it's usually $6.675 and coming off a wholesale from a publisher who knows what they're doing and then that mm-hmm. book gets flips around, they make that 15 They are also a wholesaler because baker and teller and ingram are the people who push your books through walmart Barnes and Noble, right. um and small chains of bookstores all around the country and they get warehoused. that's why people like carl weber can handle major distribution if you're not effing with him and you on facebook talk about some major distribution on a, a lower level that we are on not that he's on a lower level but he's a little under baker and teller and then you 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 he can house it, he has a whole warehouse where he has books, I've been to it, you know what I'm saying I mean it is books on books on books on tops of books in there because when somebody hits him up and says yo I need 100 pussy traps, he got to be able to go right to that shelf and pull 100 pussy traps and fill that order and then those books are going out to other places that may come back which you have your return so if you can't handle major distribution as far as print, if you can't handle if your book is not a good book, they're not even going to put you in major distribution because it's going to come back and they have to pay for shipping and handling and so do you you twice once to send it to them uh-huh. and once for them to send it back to you so if it was $150 uh-huh. to get them uh-huh. books out it's 150 plus stuff back because it did not sell and it sat somewhere hey you can't even sell your books again uh-huh. because they're going to come back with everybody's tags labels and sale prices so now your books are done you might can sell them for two or three dollars at some flea market or something like that because they have stuff on them that cannot yeah you got publishers out
1: there oh, doing that right now because they oh, yeah, they're hurting the game off. They ain't got no books. They got, have no book. they got right. books
7: that ain't they no have good. A wars. They are, you see your on Storage yes. Wars. Yeah. Like, it's crazy.
1: Like, these publishers yes. out here hurting. They
7: out the of control. Back. They hurting bad.
3: They, let me tell you something. Know, and that's what we were talking about. We were talking about the top of the show. I don't know if Mimi got to be able to listen to that. But, you know, right, there are so that. many authors that have their books everywhere, but they don't have nobody to go get them. And it's like, you know, them books is coming back, right? you don't you know no. No. That's,
7: that that no, that's ignorant let me tell you something not that it's ignorant in the sense of you should not be putting yourself out there but myself personally i only deal with bookstores that i know that move my weight that like they're gonna call me and they're gonna say nene i need 100 copies nene i need 150 copies i need 10 20 30 of of, of pussy trap one two or three and trust no bitch i need it in this way and them books is going out i'm not messing with nobody not that i won't send books to a smaller bookstore that's That's not what I'm saying. However, like Omar was saying, we are in business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in business. If I got one little piece of, 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 of breadcrumb around a million places, I'm going to bake me a whole loaf and make sure that I put it somewhere that has distribution, that has movement. Because a lot of our bookstores are also wholesale distributors. They also have mm-hmm. like the street vendors who can't get to us who will go. Like Patrice, she'll load up her trunk with two or 300 books from authors that she knows will sell, and she'll drive to New York on a Saturday morning and make sure that those book vendors have stuff. And she'll also bring stuff back for stuff that she don't have for her bookstore. Now that they those are also mm-hmm. what you call wholesale units. But you have to know your business. You have to know your bookstores. You have to know where to put your books at so that they have movement. Nobody needs their books sitting on a shelf in somebody's bookstore Yo. for a whole year just to say, I'm on a shelf. Let me that's just dumb. Call, let me, let me what just what the authors mm-hmm. this,
1: man. Let me let just say, say this in, in concern of 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 wholesale and all that. Your joint gotta be set at a proper price on mm-hmm. Amazon to even mm-hmm. start considering mm-hmm. a wholesale. My joint five ninety nine. That's a price point. In business you have what mm-hmm. is called price point. A price yeah. point is something that you cannot go below because at that rate you make no profit and lose everything you invested. My price exactly. point is five ninety nine digitally. I cannot sell below that for a full novel. Exactly. When I say full right. novel, I'm talking 70,000 words or more.
0: Right. Like,
1: that's what you're going to get
0: Absolutely. a
1: full novel. And It's novel. worth it. It's like, worth it. I'm going to tell you every time. I, right. se- right. yeah, I can't sell below right. 5 because when I get ready to go to the bookstore
0: mm-hmm. and tell
1: them, yo, look, I'll charge 6 I'll charge six fifty mm-hmm. for this because this is what I got to pay in printing. Right. I can't do, because they're going to go look on Amazon and be like, yo, but you're charging 99 cents over here for the same book. You, right. you have to understand it's the same book, people, authors. Exactly. Please think about You have to understand price point. I don't care if you're yep. an editor, you this, you that. Mm-hmm. I'm 32 away from having a bachelor's in business administration, yo. Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't really like mm-hmm.
1: anybody who's telling you, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to business, Trying to bring their credentials to the table, we sit down, chop it up, like whatever they want to talk (laughs) about. When it comes to business, Mm -hmm. we sit in the no, seriously, like on just some talking, like not no. And that's another thing: people be running from debate now. There's Mm -hmm. debate clubs in colleges. I'm a full time student. There's the Mm
7: -hmm. That's a course. I was in debate club. Yes, that's a course.
1: In college, yo You need to Mm -hmm. learn how to debate Stop running from debate If somebody's saying something you don't Mm -hmm. like Or something you feel like they ain't saying Stop saying they messy Or they doing this or they shouldn't be doing that Debate that person Show them why Show Mm them Stop just talking to people Or talking (laughs) down to people Or talking about people Mm -hmm. Stop doing Mm -hmm. that, man When you come to me, when I'm talking about this Mm -hmm. business When I'm talking business just, we could line it up anytime. Tony show, Nene Capri, anybody. I'll find somebody. I'll pay for it. We can get a show. We go live, and we could talk about it. Like, well, I'm talking business. I'm not talking about what you may feel, none of your mm. feelings, or now I'm, I'm talking about business. Just, just what I will be saying concerning business. When you have a problem Absolutely.
7: with
1: that, then come. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's chop it up.
7: Well, let me That's throw on the clubs. Absolutely, challenge, challenge. But so we, we'll we only got, it. we only got, we only got like
3: five go seconds. Go. We got five seconds. Oh, we got five seconds. Come on, five
7: seconds. Let's go. That's all we got. Well, right. love, drugs, Amor, and hip hop, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go hurry up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, hurry up, Aaron. I was going to tell him that you was going to be teaching a class. I was going to tell love him that you'd be able to teach class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be
1: doing that too. we to we'll talk about that later. But love, drugs, and hip hop. All right, all right, all right. Follow that. It's going on two year series, man. I promise you, no longer than two years, man. Aaron b Brothers, director with the pen. We out. All right.
3: Bye. 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 Yeah, we got to leave our beats over here. We appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you, B, for coming to kick it with us. NeNe coming to kick it with uh, us. Omar Kyrie coming to kick it with us. Y'all are welcome back anytime into the chat room. We appreciate everybody that listened to us, that streamed us. See you guys tomorrow. And we are out. Good night.
7: Good night, everybody. Good night.